This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast. I am one of your hosts, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How are you doing today, Peter? I'm doing pretty good, Adam. How about yourself? I am doing well. I do appreciate that you dressed up for the podcast today. You look like you're ready for date night, and it's going to be fantastic. It is actually, it is date night, um, but I did have a call with a client, I had two client calls immediately before this one, so I figured I'll put on a collar. Why not? Yeah. You know, you know, so <laughs> I'm wearing shorts. I'm wearing my athletic running shorts <laughs> and no shoes, no <laughs> socks, but uh, you know. It's a Zoom, <laughs> it's a Zoom world. It's a Zoom, Zoom world. So there you go. <laughs> oh man. All right. How are things? How are things down south? So things are, they're doing well. It's, it's hot down here. The, yep. uh, everything's humid. The, the lavender season, as far as the growing and harvesting is complete. We have our lavender cut and bundled and boxed and dried. And now it's time to make crafts and things of the, okay. all that stuff. Okay. So getting ready to see all that stuff on our, our website probably not going to see any products on our website this year. Uh, it's going to be more about product development, building things, making, you know, giving things away of like, Hey, Peter, do you like this wreath or where is left? Well, I'm sure my mom would, but yeah. <laughs> not really my thing. You know? Yeah. But yeah. if you could hang it up outside your office, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> outside your office <laughs> so but yeah that's what what's we're doing um how about yourself uh you know the heat has finally broken uh, a little bit a little bit it's only 80 it's only 78 right now the high mm -hmm. of 80 uh, which is good because running has been a little bit laborious recently mm -hmm. um it's hard now a year ago when i was training for my ultra i was also moving in you know super hot heat mm -hmm. and uh there was that one day when uh, my coach told me that you know even delta force had suspended training operations for a day <laughs> so it was okay that you know i was i was supposed to go like one day i think for like 20 24 miles and i stopped at like 12 yeah, you know, I just, just did not have it in me, which doesn't happen. Like I don't stop. I don't stop halfway. You know, and yeah. that was the first time I felt really bad. He's like, "Yeah, don't worry about it, man." <laughs> so, okay, fine. So, um, you know, there, this this year, I I fell short a mile or two here, and I was like, "Ah, eh, whatever." It's mm -hmm. I'm I'm not really too concerned. So, but um, I made a lot of progress on my shoulder pain. Yeah. Physical therapy. Yeah. Seems like it was mostly in my brain and I had to train it <laughs> to um, really recruit the muscles in the back between the scapula, like uh -huh. right by the spine between the shoulder blades. Because what was happening was, I guess, as a reaction when the, um, you know, it got injured a couple of years ago, I was just habitually flexing it and, you know, like clenching it as much as possible. 
and that has sort of like that i think also combined with the the clavicle the shoulder uh the collarbone injury i have has kind of like hurt my posture and it naturally wants to fold in forward mm -hmm. so the solution's been doing a lot of work to just open up across the chest and the shoulders and um seems to work pretty well now i'm just trying to set up at home so that i can have a similar setup in my home gym so that i can do all of the the same exercise keep but up you, flexibility yeah but if you think if you imagine like uh flies and rows mm -hmm. um and military presses those are mm -hmm. you know all recruiting the muscles you know right in the back between the shoulder blades that's essentially what i'm focusing on cool well glad to hear that yeah so, so soon I'll that, be I'll be able to get back into uh uh, uh push-ups. Push-up. Yep. Yes. Probably uh, not going to do 100 of them at a time. Yeah. But you know, we'll get there. So, that that brings me to our, you know, we, we we've competed off and on on Apple Watch, not not in any seriousness, no. but uh so well, last week you had you had challenged me and I got sick on Wednesday <laughs> and I mean, I didn't move for the entire day. So ha knocking a whole day out, uh, killed me. Oh. Um, and then, so this week we are, you know, we we've started over again. I think we started yesterday. Yesterday was yeah. the first day. Yes. And, and one thing that I noticed, and I'm not sure that it goes into the scoring, which is why I asked you to change yours yep. is my activity is my, my minimum is 60. And yep. yours was 30. Yep. And I was wondering if it was giving you a greater percent, more points because you did a greater percentage more than your goal. I don't know how it assigns points. It's not just straight calories burned. Uh -uh. Right? Yeah, no, so I don't know. Because I burned more calories than you, but you still yeah. won in points. Yeah. Uh, so but you I ran five. Yeah. I, think, I think it gives metrics to certain things as more. Because mm -hmm. you know you did a five mile run, I didn't do a five mile run, right? Um, but I did. I don't remember. I mean, I did twice my activity level, um, <coughs> right. with more calories, but I still didn't beat you in points. And I don't think anybody. I guess. <laughs> I guess if we were going to get real serious about it, we'd have to get it, figure out what the points are, and then we'd start gaming it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure if we do a little research, we could figure out how Apple, you know, Apple Watch calculates the um uh the thingamabobbers um uh, the point system that it uses you, you know, know what's going to happen is you know friend of the show scott wilsey is going to be looking it up while he's listening to the podcast and we're going to get notifications about this this evening yes he probably he, he will <laughs> tell us that and you know how we're idiots for not knowing this and you know we should be able to find it anywhere if we he's just like, looked do you not know how to use google come on <laughs> yeah i was just going to ask chat gpt so <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see we'll see next week how the how the competition works out because you typically do i'm stronger in the week but yep. you're stronger in the weekends as far as activity goes well weekends is when my long runs happen so mm -hmm. yeah now this one this one might be a little of a challenge this weekend so <laughs> uh so uh i got tickets i'm 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 being i'm i'm being what we call up in vermont what we call a real flatlander flatlander Flatlanders. So, you know, people from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, the, mm -hmm. them are, them are flatlanders. 
<laughs> you know, they ain't got mountains down here. And uh, I mean, look, I've been a flatlander for like 11 years now. So I guess, you know, yeah, I guilty. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, I uh, got tickets to the Killington Wine Festival. Ah. So we're going up to Killington, the, you know, formerly Killington ski area, now Killington Vacation Resort year round and stuff. Where actually up until the last few years, I would go there every year and mountain bike. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, but I haven't done that last couple of well, COVID was one reason for a while. And um, but uh yeah, I just happened to notice like, it's like, you know, that sounds like fun. So we're gonna make a you know weekend trip out of it. Um, the lady and I are gonna do our Saturday morning runs tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then shower, hop in the car, head straight up to the top of Killington, where they're having their wine festival. And then I got a little uh, condo, an Airbnb right at the resort there for the night. And then we'll head back on Sunday after nice. we do our long run, probably up at uh, one of my old mountain biking hangouts up there. So cool. there's a nice little uh, park in um, in Rutland where I'm hoping to uh, we can do some trail running. So that should be fun. Fun. That sounds like fun. Yep. Very so, good. Yeah. So I had I had I brought up something to you offline uh about my Apple Watch and sleep tracking. Oh, and I'm pretty sure yes. that I've nailed it down to it's a feature. <laughs> you know, are you sleeping that... wrong, Adam? Is that the problem? <laughs> yeah. Wrong? You know, any bug that stays around and is known, you know, and it's not going to be fixed, it's not a bug, it's a feature. So yep. I have figured out the feature because because where I am at my farm, I have zero cellular coverage. So it goes into SOS mode as, as long as I'm out here. Uh, but I have Wi-Fi and I've got fiber, internet, gigabit fiber. So I'm fine on the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. If I put my watch or if I, if I put my phone into airplane mode, even though my watch can still connect to my phone with Bluetooth, it will not record my sleep. I don't know why, but it will not record my sleep. I remember uh, this. But if I put my phone in not airplane mode, but just turn off the cellular signal, so turn off the cellular antenna, mm-hmm. uh, my watch will record my sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's something different about it being in airplane mode. Um, Maybe Apple can't sleep on a plane. I I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, there you go. It's not really important. What was really important is it was irritating me that I couldn't track my sleep because when I'm down at the farm, that's the only time I actually sleep in. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And, And again, to be clear, you're talking about your watch in airplane mode again or your phone in airplane mode? my phone in airplane mode i don't get that too because i i swear i i i haven't been doing it recently but i had a shortcut where my phone would turn on to airplane mode every night at like 10 p.m mm-hmm. and i remembered i turned it off because i had been staying out at night a few times Mm-hmm. and um you know the the like i'd be out and all of a sudden like i can't navigate home because oh it's in airplane mode and so that so was me, uh, so i ended up turning that off and then i rebuilt my phone a while ago you know i had to like re reinstall it from scratch and stuff um and, why don't i try that i'll i'll put my phone in airplane mode and i'll put my watch in airplane mode and see 
because maybe it, it the cellular is still affecting some way. It really shouldn't though. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> That's I'm why I say it's a bug. This. I'm like, I'm just like pausing to think about, wait, what? No, 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 no. <sighs> Hang on one second. Someone just sent me an urgent message. I thought I had, I had put myself in do not disturb. So hold on one second. I'm going to pause. Zoom recording. We're back. And we're back. <laughs> Sorry about that. So I thought I had turned on do not disturb all around, and apparently I did not. So mm -hmm. Where were we? Uh, we were just finishing our, our thing here. Speaking, uh, let's see. Speaking of, of bugs and stuff, though, I today just upgraded to watch OS beta 10. Yeah. And I upgraded my, but a precursor, a prerequisite for that was iOS beta 17. Okay. But so. since my iOS is, you know, my phone is kind of important and I really need it to work, I held off on that until I had relative confidence in iPadOS 17, which I've been running for about a week. Uh huh. So far, they're pretty good. Good. I like them. Um, they've made some changes to the uh, the widgets. Um, so you know, you have the home button on the watch. When you press that, it used to show you all the active running programs, you know, like the, the most free, the most recently run programs. Mm -hmm. Now that brings the control center, the thing that you would swipe up from the bottom to see. Mm -hmm. So now that happens when you press the button instead. And if you want to, um, if you swipe up from the bottom instead, that's where you get your little widgets. And so I have to play with the widgets. Um, there was something about the fitness app and you know, when doing workouts um, that I forget what it was that I wanted to try. And because, you know, it's been like a month and a half or so since they announced all these things. So I have to go back and revisit the show notes or, the, you know, the notes from the from the WWC announcement to see what I was like. Oh, that's the cool thing I wanted to try. Mm -hmm. um, but apparently dictation seems a little bit better uh, on the phone. Mm -hmm. and uh let's see what else i haven't actually been able to try uh audio message so supposedly if you send me an audio message it will do a dictation as well okay. so i've got to try that out I, I need to do that with friend of the show scott wilsey because we weren't sure if both of us have to be on ipad or ios 17 or either one can be or what so speaking of interruptions someone just printed something i'm going to just take it over to the to the um, <laughs> uh, the pneumatic tube system over here. <laughs> well, you know it's funny. I'm a uh, I take a long time moving into the next operating systems. I'm not a beta tester because yep. I don't keep up with the news, so I don't have FOMO, so yep. I don't know what I'm missing. So uh, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was doing frontline IT support. I always wanted and felt like I had to be on the latest and greatest mm -hmm. because if I wasn't, I was afraid that, you know, well, I've had, ex I had experiences where I showed up and like, oh, this is what Windows ME looks like. Yeah. Oh, this is Windows 2000. I hadn't seen this one yet. I was still playing with NT351 or four, you know? Yeah. So, the latest Windows 11. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. And I have seen Windows 11 a few times and I'm like, ugh. Um, but I generally, you know, I would try to stay on top of those things because I didn't want my first time, you know, this was back when I was just a break fix computer guy, mm -hmm. right? And I didn't want the first time I had an interaction with a machine being on my customer's dime. Yeah. So, you know, I'd want to get familiar with it. Now I'm just like, Read the latest security bulletins, make sure that, you know, but so far, like Windows 11, Windows 10, I haven't seen a lot of like only Windows 11 is affected by this or, you know, Windows 10 is affected by, by this, but 11 isn't upgrade now. So anyway, that's just a little, All right. little, little observation. So I got a quiz for you. Do it. Is Apple iMessage encrypted? Yes. Yes, it is. I wasn't sure of that. I know that, I mean, we, we communicate over signal um, yes. because of, of, of the security, but I still don't see how, I don't know. It, 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 so iMessage does have end to end encryption and the legal notice says there's no way for Apple to decrypt the content of your conversations when they're in transit between devices attachments that you send over iMessage such as photos are encrypted no one but the sender and receiver can access them but notice that it said during yes transit yes when it's sitting on the phone it's it is decrypted <laughs> well it is decrypted otherwise you can't look at it right? yeah read it um the thing is though is apple manages those encryption keys Right. And that's how you can see like, you know, your, your iMessage uh, across multiple devices. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing where I don't know. And I've, I've had, I've seen some debates on this, but you know, essentially if you can pick up a new phone and punch in, you know, like get your stuff back. I don't know if they're, if they're encrypting it with your iCloud password. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I, I I forget. I haven't been looking. I I defaulted to if I want to make sure it's you know guarantee it's secure. I use Signal, and I just assume that iMessages isn't, and mm -hmm. I go for you know that's my default stance. So I'm not. I don't remember right now, but I was pretty sure. I, I saw some debates on this, and I know that like you know Apple manages the encryption keys, right? Mm -hmm. So if they've got your keys, they should be able to decrypt the stuff yeah. right um but you know maybe those keys are are um you know hashed with your your iCloud password or something i i don't remember how it works right now so i'm not really certain cuz wouldn't it be like us having the bitlocker code you know in active directory or azure you know mm -hmm. it's encrypted the drive's yeah. encrypted nobody can read it but you got the code you decrypt if you can get that decryption code you know essentially you've got the password to decrypt it right mm -hmm. Oh, and I, I got a, uh, uh, I read a conspiracy theory thought and uh, thought you might, you might want to get on board with this. Oh, so sure. Everyone there are, there are lots of password generators out there on the web. Yeah. What if you made a quote unquote random password generator for mm -hmm. the masses to use? But instead of it actually generating a random password, it generates a password that has the exact same hash code as what you want it to be. Is that possible? Sure. 
<laughs> you can see it. You can predict, you know, what these things are. So just like, you know, the RSA tokens and stuff, you know, these little guys, uh -huh. just like these, if you have the seeds, you know, then you know what the numbers are. That's how the server knows that this code, this six digit code on here is the right one, right? There has to have a, a previously agreed upon handshake out there somewhere. So that means it can predict what the right numbers are going to be based on mm -hmm. those seeds. You could do the same thing with a random password generator. So yeah, if you know, if if one password was just a huge, you know, like Trojan, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, huh. Yeah, could do that. <laughs> I I remember when I was doing my CISSP training. I remember uh, the you know the joke was, can you just imagine if Angry Birds was a Trojan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be like the same thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, you hear you hear stuff like that every now and then, and you're like ah, and then you're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> the NSA has a lot of pull. Uh -huh. so, See, I think. Spin I up think, a whole, you know, spin up your own dummy corporation and just like undercut the masses. Just mm -hmm. you, know, you, you, you own government so that um, you know they uh, that they're very friendly to what's going on, and you give you breaks and discounts to help you dominate the market. You know, there's always a, a question about monopoly, but no, no, those monopolies they never they, they never seem to break. There's never there's no any, no price gouging going on. No. And, <laughs> Yeah, I I told I told my wife the other night, you know, all all the passwords that we have and everything and identities and <clears throat> I I do think that at some point in our near future, and I, I say near, I mean decades, is we will have one identity that's really us, and that's how you log onto computers, log onto phones. You don't have a password. You just prove your identity, and that's mm -hmm. who you are when you got on the. When you get on the terminal or whatever, it knows that you're Peter Nicolaitis and mm -hmm. you don't need a password because it's you. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, biometrics is a step in that direction. You know, like right now I'm seeing a lot of places going passwordless and the way they're doing it is by um, sending you an email, you know, but all yeah. that, you know, you still have to get into your email somehow. Right. So you're assuming that email is compromised and I did an incident response late last year where the attacker had compromised a a, a guy's whole system, mm -hmm. which included his email. So he then, the attackers then found that this guy had remote access to another computer where the authentication method was a code sent in your email. <laughs> and that was exactly the scenario that I had, you know, complained about to this vendor about how, like, you know, you don't have real two-factor authentication. You're just, you know, you're just con confirming that I have access to my email. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was about six months later, they implemented Google Authenticator, you know, compatible authentication. Yeah. So, but, you know, that's just it. It's like proving who you are. That's a, that's a tough case. And, you know, password is no good because if you give me my password, the computer thinks you know, you're me. Mm -hmm. So that's, which is not the case. I mean, we have a lot in common. Sure. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <sighs> so, well, cool. Well, you know, and one of the things that you and I were chatting about before we, uh, we got on board was we were talking about company culture 
and that, <clears throat> you know, the, the more I'm involved in corporate, the more I see, the more that, you know, culture comes top down. Um, yes. You know, sometimes an absentee owner or whatever, you know, they don't have the culture, but whoever, whoever is perceived as the, the culture person, you know, the, the iconic person of the company, their attitudes, the way they deal with each other, the way they deal with their clients, they outward appearance, it trickles down. Um, when you get somebody who's a flake, it doesn't, you know, they're, they're like, Oh, well, Adam, he's, he just, you know, that's just the way he is. No, people start acting like that. If you're, if you're being bad, you know, bad mouthing your clients, bad mouthing other, you know, being rude to employees, it's kind of like parents, <laughs> you know? So what you're saying is that eventually everyone who works for Facebook is going to be a sociopath. <laughs> everyone who works for Tesla is going to be a spoiled, rich, you know, kindergartner slash frat boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, I think that they attract people like themselves uh, because, you know, you don't want to be, I, if, if you and I had, you know, strong diametric, you know, feelings about things, you know, just whatever they are, whether it's political or religion or whatever, you wouldn't want to hang out with me much just in general. And nope. you wouldn't want, you know, if, if everything we knew we couldn't talk to each other because we didn't agree on anything, you know, and we're gonna have to be together eight hours a day. Every day we spend more time together than we do with our families. Nah, nah it's not gonna be fun. <laughs> I'd rather not fight that fight. But some people just are like, eh, whatever. It's a paycheck, you know. Good for them. Good for them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. So I went. Uh, I talked about this on Friends with Brews uh, the other day, but um, I have gone to and made a return trip to Medford Brewing Company. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. And uh I think we should do a uh I think we should do another uh, joint podcast friends of friends with uh friends with blurs. Um <laughs> but my suggestion to Scott was that we do one where we're both broadcasting from a brewery. Okay. Doesn't have to be the same brewery. No. Right? You know. So Can I just uh, go to my closet downstairs where my brew sure, closet is. <laughs> sure, for you. I mean, it kind of defeats the purpose of being an offsite, but okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but we were talking about that because uh, this is a great little. I love this little brew pub. It's simple, no frills. They don't serve food other than like you know they've got like mm -hmm. single serve bags of potato chips. Um, but you can bring your own food as long as you clean up after yourself. You know they're they're mm -hmm. totally cool. Uh, they do flights of four, six, and eight. Yeah. Um, the owner is a big fan of Belgian styles. Um, yeah. They didn't have a lot there, but they did not have a majority of IPAs, which was mm -hmm. nice. So there was other stuff. Um, and last night I get a, I got a flight of eight because I you know brought my girlfriend and she's not a big beer drinker. But I was like, look, I'm going to get a flight. You taste these. I want you to tell me the ones that you like or at least find least offensive. So just mm -hmm. testing her flavor profiles and stuff. So I was like, all right. Um, and I got a flight of eight and I picked them all out and I said, uh, you know, I want two of the wit, you know, the, the they call poet P O space W I T yeah. poet and the wheat beers. So I want two of those for sure. Uh, give me one of the loggers, one of the North, you know, there's a new England pale ale, uh, the session IPA, 
Those are going to go both go to the girlfriend. A barley wine. I'll try the Pilsner. And the eighth one, can we just leave this one, you know, TBD? And the bartender's like, sure, no problem. I know other places where the there's no way they would ever, you know, do that. No, I'm sorry, you have to have it right now. And, you yeah. know, so it was like, I was like, that's that's great. Um, I found out I did not care for their Pilsner. Really? It was weird. Like, as you're drinking it, it was nice. But the finish was just weird. Didn't really care for that. Mm-hmm. Their summer lager, really nice and easy. You know, easy, easy peasy. The wheat beer, nice. The barley wine was nice, but it really needs food. You can't just sit there and drink a 10.5% on its own. You know, yeah. it's got to be paired with something. Um, you know, so it was it was nice, though. But uh, And they all, the other cool thing about it is that um, they do Sunday morning runs. Sunday at 11, <laughs> go there, run for an hour. They open at noon, come on in and drink beer. Nice. <laughs> so I see myself maybe being a regular on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, you sent pictures and and those all look good. I mean, they, they had really great color yeah. uh, and clarity. So, I mean, and of course, flavor. color and clarity don't mean taste, but they, nope. they looked like if you care that much, you probably made it taste good. Yeah, exactly. And the, the funny thing, I, you know, I gave them, a, I sent them an email. I observed that on their website, they're like, you know, hey, we have tasty beers. Okay, that's good. They don't list a single beer. Yeah, they don't want to keep up with it. No, I told them, I was like, look, it's a WordPress site. You log in, you go to pages, you got to add new, you type our beers, you hit enter, you type a list of the beers, you move on, you know, at least start with that. It should take you four minutes tops. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Hopefully soon. Uh, that's cool. No, this is the perfect time of year for the wit beer. Uh, like a nice uh, something with a little fruity esters, something to make it, you know, refreshing. Yep. yep. Cool. Yep. So it was nice. Very good. And what else? I was just going to say, I'm going back to the show notes here. See what else we had here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Other than early experiments in um, watch OS, uh, not much. I got to double check. I thought there was something new with the fitness, you know, the workout uh, tracker, but I forgot what it was. So I'm like, I, I got to look that back up again. But so far, uh, the upgrades to all three was pretty smooth and seamless. The only hiccup along the way was when I went to iOS 17 on the first reboot. It's like, you're, you're done. Congratulations. And you hit the, you know, just click this button to continue. I hit that button to continue and half an hour later, it was still continuing. Okay. So I powered it off, powered it back on again and everything was fine. So, um, so far it's been fairly solid. No, no, my, you know, all my apps seem to be working. Everything is good. So I'm, I'm happy with that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm continuing my gradual migration to notion. It's going fine. You know, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's working. Uh, I still have so much stuff that's locked up in Evernote though. And, uh, you know, but, but it seems like, you know, the, the biggest feature I was afraid of losing with Evernote is the searchable PDFs, you know, being that it will search within PDF files. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but it seems like most of the times I have tagged things pretty well so that I can find them without having to, um, you know, rely on searching within the contents. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to miss that too much. I hope knock on wood. So. Yeah. But, I like uh, searching within the content. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's handy when you 
know that there's content you want to search inside of so yeah but um you know they've just uh what was that? i think what, what was the, the headline just what a week ago or so that um you know they're essentially offshoring everything and just keeping it they're consolidating everything over in the uh italy offices of the new company that bought evernote now oh okay so, yeah i was like okay well they're moving everything out of the u.s now that's uh, i don't know yeah, do I really care? No. Do I have anything super <laughs> sensitive in there? No. Could you effectively, if you got everything in there, make a gold mine out of it? Yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you mentioned you mentioned Zuckerberg either earlier. Yeah. Uh, so is that? I saw somebody on social. Is that cage fight with him and Musk a real thing? Hell no. No, I wouldn't no think way. so. <laughs> no, but they're going to get rich off of this. They're going to just think how much buzz they're going to generate about this. You know? Oh, yeah. Why not? Because, well, Musk is, he's 40 or 50, right? Yeah, I think he's, he's yeah, in that range. Yeah, so, I mean, he, I think he's already, I think he's, he may be a little bit older than us, but I think he's our age. And then Zuckerberg's not that old, but, you know, they, they've shown the picture. Apparently, you know, he's cage fighting or at least, doing nine rounds fitness you know to do something uh and uh he, he's Zuckerberg's got, doing jujitsu though is he doing jujitsu yeah yeah so. So he's doing things for fitness which a 30 some year old man should do of course <laughs> you should even if you're not a multi-billionaire <laughs> those two guys though i just uh, I it's that would be that would be funny to see that I would love to see it. It's never going to happen. So I'm not going to be lulled into a sense that it will. And I'm not going to, you know, give them any sort of hype. But yeah, I think we've <laughs> talked about it enough as it is. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. That just makes me laugh. <laughs> what else we got? I think that's it. We, we've got a short episode today. That's all right. That's all right. You know, every now and then getting a short episode out, keep it short, keep our, our listeners engaged and uh, end on a high note. I think it's just fine. So Yeah, we'll end on, a, end on a high note. Our sentiment is up to 74% thanks to AI. I mean, so whatever, good. whatever bad mood we were in, or maybe we just have frowny faces. Our sentiment is going up. So we're good. So on that note, I say that we tell our friends and dear listener, if you want to find us, we can be found at blurringthelinespodcast.com. I can be found at nicolaitis.com. Adam can be found at sublimecomp.com or rrlavender.com. I can also be found at yogawithpeter.com. And on that note, I think we should push the big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.